0: yo 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 check 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 in the building it's what's the matter with me podcast what's the matter with me podcast You should check out Hoppin' Hot Sauce on Amazon. Original flavor and extra hot. Let's play the jingle man jingling, baby. Hoppin' Hot Sauce, it's the best hot sauce. Hoppin' Hot Sauce, it's the best sauce in the world. The world, I'm telling you. Yeah, it's the jingle telling you it's the best hot sauce in the world. Check it out on Amazon. There's a lot going on today. Feinstein in a wheelchair. Michael J. Fox still. The temperature report. Am I running a temperature? What's up with Sonny Rollins? We'll check in with all that. I hit the grill. I grilled something and it came out. So, big news. It's the What's the Matter with Me podcast. Thank you for tuning in. My name is John I'm 44 years old, husband, father of two, small business owner, radio DJ, podcaster, and I have multiple sclerosis and trigeminal neuralgia. I make this podcast to share what I'm going through. Need AI, need to harness AI and make this podcast better. Except AI doesn't know nothing about it. Anyway, have you heard these? We have these assistants in our house, and I tell it to play the radio. And it plays the radio, but it also plays me ads because it wants me to sign up. And it's like, do you ever have a crush and you want to recommend some cool indie bands to your crush ahead of your road trip? And there's only one problem. You don't know any cool indie bands. So you can use our assistant to DJ for you. And that is so lame. Like, if you give the person you're dating a list of indie bands suggested by artificial intelligence that's like you are a loser that they they you are a loser hands down you should go to a show first off go to a show buy the record buy the t-shirt support your local bands the idea that you would be like here dear here's a list of bands came up with by artificial intelligence and it sucks man they su- they're said they not qualified to DJ. I played Weird Al one time and, and now every time I ask it to DJ at a certain point no matter what I ask it to play it comes down to Weird Al. It's like oh he likes Weird Al. It's like oh here's a list of cool indie bands oh and, and some tunes by Weird Al. You deserve to get dumped if you can't come up with a list of independent musicians and bands that you like. You should get dumped. You're not fit to be in a relationship. Cool indie bands came up with a list of cool indie bands. Artificial intelligence did it. I'm not a doctor, right? But doctors listen to this. People with advanced believe it or not, people with advanced degrees and and doctorates can sit down and listen to this crap. Can you believe it? Shout outs to Dr. Catherine. I don't know if Dr. Catherine's in Chi Town or where she's at. If she's back in California, I think she told me she was like, I have to go back to California. And I understand that having been a New Yorker, I wanted to be a New Yorker all my life because my family were New Yorkers and they were always like lording it over me they're like well it's not like you can't get a bagel here in California you know so they were like brainwashing me and then finally I got to New York and I was was like this is it this is where I should be this is where I should be Wow, I'm just getting a text message from my wife that I'm going to get my ring. They, she confiscated my ring when I went in the hospital because they had to take it off. And she was like, this is too tight. Like we need to because we're getting old and our knuckles are getting big because we're like old people and we have we're, we're like swollen joints. And uh, anyway, shout outs. To, I'm going to get my ring resized this morning morning shout out to amy hope she um doesn't destroy my ring but if she does i guess i'll Get another one. My wife is like, we have to leave in an hour. Shout outs to Dr. Catherine. She she wrote me that she appreciates the summaries, right? She's a doctor. So she wrote me she appreciates the summaries because they're quick to read. And I'm like, yeah, you're a doctor. You only have 15 minutes to do anything. They give you 15 minutes max. So she was digging the summaries because I think I had a joke or two in there last time. So, you know, believe it or not, there's humor in this. You can find humor in adversity. I guess that's what What's the Matter With Me podcast is about. Yeah, it makes things more tolerable to find humor in adversity. I gotta give my temperature report. The fever has gone away. I haven't had a temperature. Um, I've been taking Tylenol, but it's to get my pain medications to play nice together. And it's kind of working. I I picked that up in the hospital. They were like Tylenol. We put people on Tylenol just to make their meds work together. And it's been working. I haven't been having too much pain, it's been pretty much in control. It comes out when I'm eating or swallowing when I first wake up or go to bed at dinner time and at breakfast time. But it's, come, it's okay. I can eat. I can get through it. And I just have to eat slowly and steadily. I can do it without too much pain. Next week, I'm going to see my neurosurgeon. We'll go over the surgery I had and why I'm still experiencing pain and need to evaluate maybe plans for more surgery. I'm not really sure. It's up to the doctor. So we'll we'll hear about that next week. The kids were at my parents' last weekend, so I had a little boneless, I picked up a boneless ribeye at the store, grilled it. It came out pretty nice, medium rare. It was, I flipped it a couple times. I've been into this flip more than once. I used to be in that only flip it one time, camp but now i've been flipping it twice and maybe even three times and it, it comes out giving the flipping it more often i think makes the temperature of the meat it makes it cook more evenly instead of cooking all on one side then on the other flipping it more often applies the heat to the meat and cooks it more even it's pretty it's a technique I started using in the cast iron pan but now I've used it in the grill and it's been pretty good and it was a relief to eat it without the kids because the kids always pick through it. Um, Well, it's the opposite thing. My my son picks through it, cuts out all the fat and connective tissue, and then my daughter, like, eats the whole thing with her hands and, like she's eating like a a caveman and my son is eating like the emperor the child emperor picking through the boneless ribeye like come on dude it's good eat it but so I have the emperor and the caveman so it, it was a relief to eat it without them and just enjoy it and to have it come out good come out well is a bonus you know and so to have instead of having my son being like there's too much fat and then having my daughter and being like yo get your hair out of your plate it's gross your hair is all in the meat juice like what are you doing stop licking the plate the hair she, could she like leans over the plate and she gets all of in it and she gets her hair all in her, whatever's on the plate and it's just like, dude, come on. We're we've had to get her to wear a headband because we just have given up on regulation of her behavior. We're like, just wear a headband so it keeps your hair out of your plate. If you're gonna lick your plate, fine. Just have a headband. The kids are crazy. So it was good. It came out perfect. I had a bottle of wine, split it with my wife. We had a good time together. I'm getting deeper into the Sonny Rollins book. I'm like in 1966 now. And Sonny Rollins went on tour to Europe And um, Jean-Paul Sartre came to his 1966 European tour, some gig, I think in Paris, and was photographed with Sonny Rollins. So there's a photograph somewhere of Sonny Rollins and Sartre on his 1966 European tour. It was used as the cover of the um, Parisian jazz magazine Le Jazz Hot. And I would like to find a copy of that and I'll just frame it and put it in my house. I like that combo when jazz musicians meet up with existentialist philosophers and somehow it's on the cover of a French jazz magazine. I got to find this. I, I've i been looking the thrift store. I haven't come across it. So Sonny Rollins is doing the thing. He's in Europe he recorded um the soundtrack to alfie on impulse with oliver nelson did the arrangements and then what else we have yeah the theme to alfie also east broadway rundown and the loft scene at 89 broadway which was right under the manhattan bridge and right next to um Chinatown and they had a 24 7 jazz jam there it was like a crash pad and so Sonny Rollins would come through there and jam basically like it became the new kind of the bridge where he went up on the Williamsburg Bridge now he's at the foot of the He's underneath the Manhattan Bridge in this 60s jazz jam session that ran 24-7. It reminded me of this spot that was in the same building that Liminal was in. There was a bunch of techno djs that were all on speed and they would dj constantly 24 7 and i was dating this girl who lived there and so when we went to her house there was like constant hardcore techno playing and deafening volume and so it was like the soundtrack of hanging out with her there is this hardcore techno but that's about as close to the 89 Broadway and that's where he wrote East Broadway Run Down 89 Broadway they were a, it was a loft on the fifth floor it was a fifth floor walk up so the tune East Broadway Run Down about this East 89 East Broadway walk up jam space they all paid like $16 a month in rent and it was constant jazz jam session 24/7 so it reminded me of this techno dj spot and when we saw Christian McBride on his CD, uh, his new CD, they cover East Broadway Rundown. And so it was cool to see this played live and then to hear about how it came about, how the composition. So Sonny Rollins met Sartre. I've been reading these article about Feinstein, you know, they're, this is the headline in the New York Times. Feinstein, Diane Feinstein, back in the Senate, relies heavily on staff to function. The California Democrat is surrounded by a large retinue of staff at all times who tell her how and when to vote, explain what is going on when she is confused, and shield her from the press and public. And then there's a picture of her staff. Pushing her in a wheelchair because she's like 90 years old, and it says Senator Diane Feinstein, Democrat of California, has suffered a decline in health. And so this is like this weird article. Feinstein, back in the Senate, relies heavily on staff to function. By Annie Carney, May 28, 2023. When Senator Dianne Feinstein entered a hearing room this month to reclaim her seat on the Senate Judiciary Committee after a month's long absence, she was accompanied by a phalanx of aides. Two staff members settled the 89-year-old California Democrat into a chair at the dais as the assembled senators greeted their ailing colleague with a a round of applause. How nice. When Miss Feinstein spoke during a vote on one of several of President Biden's judicial nominees who had, whose approval had awaited her return, she appeared to read from a piece of paper handed to her by a female aide seated behind her. I asked to be recorded as voting in person on the three nominees considered earlier, Mr. Chairman, and I vote aye now, she said. The aide knelt next to her and whispered into her ear between votes, popping up repeatedly from her seat to confer with the senator. At one point, clearing away the paper Ms. Feinstein had read from it, presenting her with a folder that appeared to contain background information about the nominees. The scene was typical of Ms. Feinstein's day-to-day existence on Capitol Hill where she is surrounded by a retinue of staff members who serve not only the roles of typical congressional aides advising on policy keeping tabs on the schedule drafting statements and speeches but also as de facto companions to a senator whose age frail health and memory issues make it difficult for her to function alone. They push her wheelchair, remind her how and when she should vote and step in to explain what is happening when she grows confused. All senators rely heavily on staff, but for years Ms. Feinstein's memory problems have meant that she has needed more support than other senators briefing her on the news of the day requires longer sessions and more background information. I'm kind of, there's something about this where it's like this person, there's something going on. This is ringing my bells about ageism and about ableism that the picture of her in the wheelchair that we have to analyze this photograph of a person in a wheelchair and be like what does it mean when someone's pictured in a wheelchair like putting on our our media criticism hat what does it mean about them it's not empowering generally, it's to show that they're infirm. And we already know that in our society, disabled it, disability is obscene. It's not to be pictured, it's off stage. So picturing her in the wheelchair as the lead photograph of the article is kind of, it says something about her that they're not really remarking on in this article. You know, she says, all senators rely heavily on staff. And the, that's the first um, sentence of this paragraph. The paragraph before it begins, they push her wheelchair. So it's like they all use, what is it about the wheelchair that so bothers them? It's hard for her to walk. They push her wheelchair. Is that a problem? I'm actually kind of like glad that someone in a wheelchair who's experiencing what it's like to be in a wheelchair has a vote in the Senate kind of, I have a voice in a way, seeing Diane Feinstein, and yeah, Diane Feinstein is diminished or whatever you can, but this is all a value judgment, like I had use a wheelchair, I have cognitive difficulties I have to work through and I need help. And so does Diane Feinstein. But does that mean she's unable to figure out for herself where her moral compass is and how to vote? Is the wheelchair somehow a problem? Is her age a problem? It sounds like she's going through things that are normal for someone in her age. And is it bad to have someone this old having a voice in how our society is run? Maybe that's important. I just read this article and no hate on the writer. I, I get where they're coming from. It's an article that people are concerned with this, but I wish there was more saying Hey, this person needs help to function, and hey, guess what? So does everyone else. It's a continuum. You need more and less help according to your needs. But does it? Th- but does the fact that someone rely like if someone had no staff, would that person be a better senator? If they had no help, that makes them better. I'm not really sure if you don't listen to anyone. You know, that could be, you know, I have no staff and no one helps me at all. Everything else, everything you see here, I made it. That's why this podcast is so insane. That's a myth in our society. That's a myth. We tell ourselves about the rich and the poor. And that's all a myth. We're all interconnected and people, everyone needs help to more or or less of a degree, and needing no help or needing a lot of help, they're both outliers, but does that invalidate the position they're in so This thing, I just wanted to raise that, the image of a person in a wheelchair needing help, I'm glad that that person gets a voice in our Senate. I'm not glad that it impedes the Senate from functioning properly. But I'm, I'm kind of glad to see myself represented. And for older people, I think that they're, they should, look, I would hope that they would look on this and say, my voice is valid. Just because I'm old doesn't mean that I can't have a voice. Just like I'm looking at her in her wheelchair and I'm like, just because I'm in a wheelchair doesn't mean I can't have a voice. But in a way, this article is writing a story of being like, this lady maybe is not fit to have a voice because she relies heavily on staff to function. That's out of the headline, right? But you read the article, all senators rely on their staff. And shouldn't that be how it is? And a reality of her life is she's 89 years old, so she might rely heavily on her staff for other things like pushing her around in the wheelchair. And is that horrible? Is that obscene? I think that we have to ask these questions of ourselves. What do we think about it? Anyway, I, this Diane Feinstein thing, I, she, We need the Senate to function. And when she's in the way she's on a committee, I understand the frustration, but I'd like people to see there is an upside to it. She's in a wheelchair and in that way, she's representing me. You know, we have a long history you know, FDR was paralyzed for the waist down and he relied on a wheelchair and leg braces, which he took efforts to conceal in public. So there was kind of, there's a history of this and it's not about being open. It's about concealment because the thing is obscene. That's why it was concealed. And find sign in a wheelchair. I'm not sure that she needs to go the f d r route, and I think our public discourse should kind of own up to the fact that it's ableist that people in a wheelchair are considered obscene, their voices are silenced they can't exist they can't make decisions governing uh, any of us so i I really felt like it was important to question this coverage of Diane Feinstein and say, why shouldn't a person who's in a wheelchair, why shouldn't an older person, even a very old person, be part of the discussion? Why isn't she allowed? Is she obscene? Are we still in that FDR territory? Reading this article, I felt like maybe we are still there. Even in sympathetic, you know, the Times has sympathetic coverage to disability and very advanced coverage, I think. I've been enjoying it, but this Feinstein, there's a disability angle here. Are we obscene? Are we? I don't think so. She relies heavily on her staff. So, what are we saying? No one should have staff. Senators should go flying blind. Oh, that would work great, right? No, I, I don't think so. And it, it's annoying that we're really using this. I feel like it's cover to say old people and disabled people out of the Senate now. Why don't we just write that article? Just be real about it. Let's have that debate. Still, A Michael J. Fox movie review hiding in plain sight. The Back to the Future star time travels through his career in this documentary charting his experiences learning to live with Parkinson's disease by Ben Kenningsberg, May 11th 2023 in the Times. He writes, much of what distinguishes still is how cleverly it has been edited. While this documentary draws on a standard toolkit of reenactment and archival material, its best device is to use clips of Fox's own movies as a counterpoint to his words as if Fox weren't playing fictional characters but himself. Movies like For Love of Money. In 1993, and 1993's Life with Mikey reveal his practice of putting an object in his left hand to mask its trembling an early scene shows him taking a spill across the street from Central Park at another point a makeup artist gives him a touch up because a fall has broken bones in his face so there's something about Michael J. Fox trying to be seen in public and managing his illness in public has something to do with that Dianne Feinstein she's in public he's in public and are they allowed to be in public how did they navigate their disability in public I thought that there was some connection it's interesting they like foregrounded disability as a movie a movie because it, in a movie because of the obscenity that we talked about earlier Shout outs to Dr. Catherine. Find humor in adversity to make things easier. Diane Feinstein is in a wheelchair. And I wish they would be like, that is obscene, right? Hey, everyone, isn't it obscene? The staff helps her. How obscene. We should kick her out of the Senate. Michael J. Fox is still. He holds something in his hand to mask the trembling not sick anymore and I grilled the boneless ribeye, sunny mo- sunny Rollins and start take, take that existential philosophy and um, write me an email john at hoppinworld.com j-o-h-n at h-o-p-p-i-n w-o-r-l-d dot com I'll give you a shout out man write me an email I'll give you a shout out the best shout out probably you've ever ever gotten Perhaps. We'll see. It remains to be seen. True on that for a while. I'll see you next week. Thanks for tuning in to the What's the Matter with Me podcast.